Welcome to the Awake Space Astrology Podcast. I'm Lori Rivers with you, here to help you with some inspiration to get those aspirations out into the world. And looky, looky what we got. Pluto's back in Capricorn. Um, other than the I-94 incident. Uh, so far, so good, right? Just wait till Tuesday. I'll talk a little bit about that in the episode. Uh, the other thing we have going on is uh, we got the new moon in Gemini coming up uh, later this week. We'll talk about that and how to set some intentions around that. It doesn't look too bad. It looks a little hopeful. We could all use a little bit of that. And I have a wonderful astro chat session with astrologer Casey Felton Louie, who is starting her own podcast. And it's a lot of fun. You can hear more about that and how we plan on changing the world in the astro chat episode. As always, we've got our patron shout outs because without patrons, well, there is no podcast. And, and our astrology Q&A session to wind everything up. I hope episode 26 finds you well. And, uh, well, let's just get on with things. Well, it's going to be an interesting week, folks. Um, we have the moon in Aries. As I record this, it will remain in Aries until the 13th, and it will be squaring off with Pluto right around the time Trump's supposed to show up at court. And then it moves into Taurus, and it will be in aspect to Jupiter. So big feelings there. We know there are people trying to form a rally outside the courthouse. It, it should be interesting. I don't know how successful they will be in their mayhem. I'm sure um, the feds are pretty pretty aware um, and pretty prepared. I, I would be surprised if they're not. I mean, obviously, we're going to see issues foment. I told you already, July is, is a hotbed of a month. So we're going to be watching that pressure build. Um, I wanted to crow about the Trump indictments on TikTok, but I've been under the weather. I've caught a head cold. Yes, it's just a head cold. I believe it is a man cold, though, because we all know how serious those are. Um, just been low energy. So I, I've been waiting for Pluto to re-enter Capricorn because I've been curious about what the energy might feel like. Um, and I, I expected it to feel heavier than it does right now. Um, it, it isn't really feeling all that heavy compared to what it felt like earlier in the year. Maybe that's because Pluto's retrograde or just the drag it was energetically on the, us all because of Pluto in Aquarius square, Jupiter in Taurus, because it wasn't out of square with that. Now it's out of element in the square. It's square by the math. Um, but not by the element. And so it's like, well, you know, I think, I think we're good. Um, this is a time on an individual level with Pluto now in Capricorn until January 23rd of 2024 for all of us to kind of reinvestigate those strategies that we use to kind of get along in the world, hold our roles, kind of our inner infrastructure 
so to speak, you know, our social cultural conditioning. It's a good time to unpack and deconstruct a little more. I don't care how old you are. I don't care how much work you've done. We're never done. You know, we might be done with some of the big obvious stuff. We've, we've walked a healing journey. You know, again, I'm 54 in July. I'm still learning new things. So if you have Pluto making an aspect um, to any of your personal placements, your sun, your moon, your Mercury, your Venus, Mars, or your ascendant, then, you know, whether it's a conjunction, a sextile, a square, a trine, an opposition, um, and I'm just going to go with the major aspects. I wouldn't look at the minor ones on this too much. It, it doesn't, it's not going to be that big of a deal if it's a minor aspect. Um, then it's it's really just time to hey malcolm barks are free um it's really just time to reassess you know you don't want to sit and blame yourself you don't want to sit and go oh my god i always do this to myself no 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 it's not time for pity parties what it is time for is like oh wow i've been here this is what works and this is what doesn't work for me. And these could be internal things. It's just, it could be your perceptions of yourself. It could be how you don't let yourself emote in, in, and I'm not, you know, maybe you're stuffing your feelings. Um, maybe you try to put on a veneer so it looks like everything's okay. Or maybe you learned a long time ago that if you only talk about the stuff that's bad, that's where people will hear you. And so if you talk yourself up or what's going right, maybe you're afraid of being judged as being snobby or elitist. And, and so talking yourself up isn't okay. You know, there could be a myriad of, of ways this energy works inside of you. And so it's, it's taking a look and saying, hey, these strategies kept me safe when I was younger, but they don't work for me anymore for whatever reason. Okay. And so um, it's just time to kind of shore up your inner infrastructure. Let what doesn't work for you fall away, okay? And, and be ready to replace it with something that does. And you'll know pretty quick if it's going to work or not. On a mundane level, this week, like I said, Tuesday's the real crunch day. That's when the moon in Aries is squaring off with Pluto. And I think we'll see some explosive events. Okay. I think we'll see some explosive events. If you're a patron, you already got the crunch report. I got that out last night. I'm still working on horoscopes. You should have them by the time the podcast is out on Monday. I hope. <laughs> not gonna lie my head is really fuzzy so it's just hard to concentrate um because my sinuses are congested and you know it's just part of being sick it's yippy skippy right makes me cranky i don't know if you guys caught my roasting of the science on tiktok or not but um i think it was wednesday i was just coming down with this and and um I did a roast of all the signs and it was pretty funny. I, I felt like I was being mean, but on the replay, I realized I wasn't that mean. So my Libra moon doesn't like to roast too much, but it was pretty funny. So if you're a patron, I got that up in the Patreon. Go check that out. That was pretty funny. Um, <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. I was, I don't even remember half of that live stream, to be honest, because the, the fever was starting. <laughs> so, oh, fever dreams. 
Um, this week, other than that, um, Tuesday is going to be the crunchiest day, I think, with the moon in Aries squaring off with Pluto. And then the moon in Taurus happens, not just really quickly after that. And it starts moving into a conjunction with Jupiter. And so feelings are going to be really high. People are going to be like, ideologues are going to be just like doubling down. So you might see some really egregious protesting by the far right. They feel so morally justified by all of their dumb assery. Oh, and if you belong to that group and you try to leave comments here, um, I don't publish them because I don't give you a voice. I censor you. I hope that it makes you feel irate. Okay. Um, because I don't believe your hateful opinions matter. Uh, some people say she's biased. She can't be a good astrologer. No, I'm a damn good astrologer and I'm very, very accurate and I can withhold my bias to do the astrology and hold opinions that tell you that you're wrong. Okay. So first of all, Trump will never be president. Um, and we are seeing why play out and I've held that position. He will never be president again. It is very hard to do that when you've been convicted of crimes and he will be convicted of crimes. Okay. There are more indictments on the way. The, these, these are just the beginning, my friends. Um, you know, you, you wonder why they picked a judge he appointed. <laughs> Do you not realize that that's such a gambit? It's such a play that that just it, and he's recorded in his own words that he broke the law. So, you know, um, I think it's really important that people of rational mind and lawful spirit stand up at this time. And, and I don't think we have to engage encounter activities with these people as far as getting into it um but we do need to support officials in our local communities who are trying to do the right thing and we need to get involved in our local communities the astrology is very clear about that you can't just sit back as a spectator life is a participation sport and you can't just let these people run their mouths and be afraid of them we have to be willing to stop them at all levels so I urge that for you, especially while we have a chance to rework systems and make systems change with Pluto and Capricorn. Um, the rest of this week, we've got the moon moving through Taurus. There should be kind of a surprising day on Wednesday when the moon and uh, Uranus are conjunct. Now, this could be interesting issues with chemicals, chemical plants, um, be some interesting weather, lightning storms, hail, etc. Especially in like the Great Plains, both Canada and the United States. Um, but you could see strange weather all over the planet just because the moon conjunct Uranus. We could see issues with tech, issues with tech. You know, so anything from hacking to systems failures, things like that. Um, then the moon moves into Gemini. Now, Mercury moved into Gemini last night. Mercury moved into Gemini. And um, it's it's kind of where it belongs, right? That's one of the signs it rules. So people will be more chatty. There's going to be a lot of gossip. There's going to be a lot of curiosity. There's going to be a lot of what does this button do energy going on. 
Um, we might hear more about transportation issues with Mercury and Gemini. Um, and yes, again, we had that infrastructure failure that wasn't really Mercury and Gemini too much. Um, but as Mercury starts moving along and trains off with Venus and then uh, Mars and Leo, we could see some high speeds incidences. We could hear issues around luxury brands, commercial real estate, um, deals and deals that fall through or deals that are pushed through. Um, we've got Venus and Jupiter, I believe, are square at the moment. So it could be some interesting economic news throughout the week. The feds are threatening to raise rates again, and they probably will, looking at the astrology. Um, don't let that freak you out too much. Um, inflation still continues. I know they keep... Uh, the economists like to say we don't have inflation right now, but we do. We have it on consumable goods. Um, they just don't like to factor the cost of food or rent or anything like that has to do with real life into anything. Um, Mercury's moving into a square with Saturn this week, and that could be some more issues with with actual transportation. So looking at that, we might see more issues with bridges, roads, um, toll roads, etc. Uh, the new moon happens, the new moon happens on the 17th of June, that's a Saturday, and the new moon will be squaring off with Neptune. This tells me that we're going to have some really good hot tea spilled on this new moon. We're going to have new facts, new information, um... On a, on a mundane level. We're going to have some new players. We might hear even of new indictments, new people indicted. Um, this will be exposing more espionage. More secrets will be exposed. Um, that's pretty interesting if you ask me. And on an individual level, well... I think we'll talk about that in a minute after we do some patron shout outs. I will talk about the new moon and you and what you can do to set your intentions. So um, just to give you a little heads up, you want to make sure those intentions are set in a way that's grounded. Okay. So it's not based in fantasy land or, or, um, just wishful thinking. Again, I keep telling you, you're not going to manifest based off of affirmations of, you know, I'm healthy, I'm wealthy, I'm strong, I'm fine. Um, those, those are great to pump yourself up, but you have to align your actions with it. So you want to kind of ground your intentions here and be open to possibility um, and not live in some kind of fantasy. And, and that fantasy or delusion could include there's only one way to succeed there's only one way to live there's only one way that you can get something done um, there's often more than one route to your destination it may not be your favorite choice but there's usually more than one route to reach your desired destination so we'll talk about that in a minute coming up next patron shout outs
there's the music hey guys so patron shout outs without you there is no me and i want to send out my gratitude to each and every one of you thank you for your patience as the universe seems to be kicking my hiney um i love all the messages that you guys have sent thank you for your support thank you for your well wishes it really helps thank you for the good thoughts the healing thoughts they are all welcome um as always uh, my gratitude is eternal to all of you I, i really appreciate each and every one of you you all contribute to my life in beautiful ways we've got um new patrons to think we've got bianca rose jane k maggie may melanie evans amber the librarian mariah melissa sarah shireen mia Jax, amy morgan joshua lizzie and caitlin to thank this week thank you so very much um I really appreciate all of you guys. We've got some fun stuff coming up for patrons on the 20th, the day before the solstice. We have our all patron party where we do our intention setting art and craft project where we make our intentions for the time between the summer and winter solstice. We do this twice a year at the summer and winter solstice. We make intention cards. I'm going to be, hey, Melka, let's not. Let's do an inside bark. Um, again, Melka barks are free. Um, anyway, we are uh, going to be doing that. That's my favorite thing to do twice a year. Super excited. If you're a patron, you got um, first dibs on your year ahead readings, right? I open those up twice a year. I open them up in June and November. I'm going to close bookings on the 25th of June. So if you're a patron, remember you got your special discount code. I'll send out a reminder to the different tiers. Okay. The different tiers. And because you guys, depending on your tier, um, you got your discounts. And you want to take advantage of that before the 25th of June because I'm going to close the bookings because I only do so many of those throughout the year. Um, so this is your shot. You can book out as far as you want. Like if, if you don't want to do it, if your birthday is in September and you don't want to do it till then, you can book in September. That's fine. Okay, you can book out. I'm just closing the bookings so that nobody can book after that date. But you can book out as far as you want. You can book out to December. I don't care. So, um, so there's that the year ahead for 2024, that seminar that you get 50% off of, make sure you get booked up. We're going to be doing that June 30th, 2024 is going to be a crazy year. The nice thing is you book in June and you go to the June one, you also get the November event included with your ticket, which gives you a twofer. You get two events about the same year. Cause I do my initial forecast in June and then I do a follow up and tighten it up for the November one. Cause we're closer into that energy and I can get a little tighter in on the predictions, a little more specific. Um, they usually line right up. They're usually not a whole lot different. It's just November's gets much more specific and uh, people kind of count on those. So you guys get that access. Um, if you're not a patron and you want to book any of those things and you don't want to be a patron, 
you can book through my website, wokeastrology.com, and just go to the events or the um, readings tab. All right, I want to thank all of you again. Now, let's talk about how to make the most out of that new moon that's coming up. about the Gemini new moon that happened Saturday night, June 17th at around 8.30 p.m. Pacific. That's around 11.30 p.m. Eastern. And this new moon is at 26 degrees, 40 minutes, 41 minutes of Gemini, almost 27 degrees, making it square with Neptune. There's no other hard aspects happening with this new moon. This is at the very end of Gemini. So this is something we want to set intentions around that's in process. Okay. It's, it's a hope, a desire, a dream, um, some kind of process, some kind of learning process, some kind of gathering of information process. And we're uncovering, um, the real deal. We're getting the real information. So we're asking, for the reality of the situation. We're not looking at pie in the sky dreams that that are like magical thinking of like the fairies of the universe are going to come and whisk me away out of my, you know, decrepitude. Um, Nor are we like, oh, the world is shit. I'm shit. I'm never going to. That's equally delusional. Okay. So realism does not mean negative. Realism means well, there's things I want to do in this life and there's a process I have to do to make it happen. So maybe you want to have a podcast and you're like, well, I want to have a podcast, but I don't know how to do it. I don't know what equipment I need. I don't know um, how to record it. I don't know if I need to edit it. I don't know how Lori puts that music under it, you know, and well, there are steps. You could do some research Okay, that's number one. You could look up. There's lots of people who tell you how to make podcasts. Um, all of the podcast providers out there, the people, the platforms have articles. Okay, you can read up on how to do things, what kind of equipment you need. You know, you can make one simply on your phone like I used to do. I used to make one on my phone. Okay. Um, you don't need the fancy interface thing and smooth mic like I've got now. Like I built up to that, right? Um, thank you, patrons, for that. Um, you know, it, you can start simply. Okay, you can start simply. Technology has made it easier. You can click around and learn and be curious. Okay, but just sitting there thinking about doing it someday, it doesn't get anything done. And that's kind of the point of this. It's. Um, it's important for you to um it's important for you to learn how to do things so that's that's all there is to it my dog is being so weird right now okay (laughs) like what is my dog doing why is he doing these things? Um, like, why is she distracted? Because my dog is acting really weird. Okay. 
it's probably because mom's been sick and we haven't done enough. Um, so anyway, with this new moon, and I just use podcasts as, I, as an idea. If you want to get a book published, if you want to start something that feeds your curiosity, if you've been thinking about it for a while, now's the time to get over yourself and your insecurities. Now is the time to get over all of those ideas about, you know, what you need to have in place to do it. Like, seriously, you could literally just start the podcast for free on your phone that you already possess. You don't have to buy anything else to make it happen. It, it can be super easy peasy. Um, and I'm not, not just podcasting, you know, if you want to start a blog or you wanted to, um, take a little road trip, you know, um, I heard a really good statement by Barbara Corkin, and I think people really missed the point. And she was talking about people always ask her if they should buy a new house. And she was looking, you know, look, I remember when the interest rates were 12 to 18 percent. And I remember that when I was a little kid, that's where things were at. Um and people are like, yeah, but we, you know, this is where we're at. We don't have any money and blah, blah, blah. And it's true. You may not be able to afford to buy the house, but there might be something you can do. And I think we have to be really, really careful about talking ourselves into spirals of what is not possible and where we are deprived. Because a lot of the media is designed to keep us focused on, on where we have no power. Okay. And so it's, yes, wages need to increase. I'm not denying that. Wages need to increase. Um, We need to see things do better. But where you might think you are stuck is a traditional pathway. There might be non-traditional pathways that people would say, oh, that's not realistic, but it is. Okay. So like myself, I've, I've been in online business for a very long time. And when I first started, my exact investment was $30. I bought a URL and hosting and started learning how to build my own website. Was I immensely successful the first couple of years? No. I was not. I was just happy if the freaking PayPal buttons worked back in those days. Um, You know, if I got the code to work on the website, I considered it a success because I took that time when my kids were young. My daughter was about 12 and my son was like nine uh, to learn these new skill sets. At first thinking I would do this, um, maybe build the websites for a living because I like technology and I learned quickly that I don't like doing custom work for people, but I could do it for me and it saved me money in my budget. And I learned the other skills, the marketing skills. Um, I already had other knowledge bases, right? And I remember back in 2005, as I was starting out on that journey going, there's gotta be a way to leverage technology in a way so that you don't need the same kind of resources you do to build a brick and mortar business. And I put my time and energy into learning and I gave myself a specific amount of time um, while I was raising my kids um, to, to accomplish those things. And people made fun of me. People really made fun of me. You know, they'd be like, how's your little internet business? And they were really dismissive. Um, 
any any of the projects I had going. I didn't have a lot of support. And I just quietly just kept going at it. And I didn't really say a lot to people um, in, in defense. I was just like, well, I'm just going to keep going until I'm successful. And once I started having successes that I found worthwhile and meaningful, I just didn't really share them with people. I just kept going until I got to a place where I felt I could win my freedom and did so and then continued to build to where I am today where I do have successful businesses that I'm very proud of um, and do the work that I love uh, all the while I had invested in my learning and my process um, in a myriad of ways that's what you really want to do is you want to look at where how can I learn where can I learn um, some things you will have to invest things in there were times I invested in myself I didn't have the money you know I figured it out but <laughs> it was touch and go um, there were times where it was very difficult because it was you know when you look at 2008 you know that was not a fun year and I took some risks at that time and so but it was doing things I never risked more than I could afford to risk you know and I want you to think about it that way I didn't sit with the traditional when I watched what was happening in the traditional landscape I saw things that were being built to fail or that were unsustainable and whether it was a career or a business okay and I'm not saying everybody needs to own a business but there are routes to getting what you want to get that is my point there are routes to getting what you want to get in life that may not seem rational. Do not be afraid of being called crazy or delusional for trying to make something happen, but you have to stop asking for other people's agreement in it. Okay. Sometimes you just have to put your head down and do it and you have to map it out and you have to do the research. You can't just sit writing affirmations and writing in your notebooks um, and expect things just to happen all at one time. They may happen over time, but they will not happen quickly that way. How do I know? Because my daughter and I both have notebooks and phone notes from over a decade ago where we kind of talked about what we wanted to do and how we wanted to grow. And by golly, we're right on the precipice of making some of those big dreams real that we started mapping out a decade ago. But we had to take things step by step and build. Um, and I am self-funded. You know, I'm self-funded all the way. And, and that patrons help fund this podcast. Um, but, you know, I don't, I didn't go to banks. I didn't, I generated, you know, like I said, my very first investment was $30. And I had a rule that my business had to pay for itself. So I treated a little bit like a not-for-profit a not-for-profit has to put its extra money that comes in, which is normally the profit divided out to investors, back into the organization. And that's what I did. And that's what I've done. And that's how I was able to grow. Was it slower? Yes, it was. But it's nice to be able to say I did it. And that's something you can do too. I wasn't born knowing how to do any of this. It was trial and error. Try it again something worked something didn't work it's all learning and that's something you want you want that attitude with this new moon when you set those intentions 
One of them should be I have an open mind and I'm open to possibilities. I'm open to um, pathways that are non-traditional. I'm open to pathways uh, that bring me closer to where I want to be with the most ease. I'm willing, I'm willing to accept open doors and windows. So there's that to be said. Um, don't let people try to talk you into being realistic that, that get a real job is, is not always the safety net. And sometimes you do need to take the day job to help pay for things. I've had to do that. You know, I've had to do that. I had to, there was a time where I needed to clear the slate, let go of everything I'd been doing and just go take a, a day job. And I hadn't had one in like 20 years but I did it and it was really good that I did that because it'd been a long time since I'd kind of lived in that world and I had to experience that uh, to get a different perspective and reminded myself of why I left it in the first place you know uh, wasn't that even the company I worked for was bad they were great so it just was like well no I like working for myself better you know so this is what this new moon is about and it's about communicating your vision to yourself and and how you take it forward so be open to doing research be opening to gathering information um be open to having like a secret revealed like there's like this little secret you've been trying to find out to make it work well it won't be as hidden okay but you'll find it through like in the right google search or running a chat gpt question or um, asking somebody in your network, there'll be some way that you find that information out. Um, and so make the most of this new moon. Okay. Cause it, it's, it's again at the end of Gemini. So you're really, really close to making something happen um, with this energy and you could get like the right idea, the right direction, the right thought process comes in to help make things work for you. I hope that helped. I hope that helped. I hope that made sense. But anyway. All right. Up next, we have Astro Chat with Casey Felton Louie and myself. All right. Another Astro Chat session with one of the very brilliant astrologers. Casey is here. Hi, Casey. Uh, hello. How are you? You know, I'm uh, I'm hanging in here. Right. It's been kind of crunchy lately. It has been very crunchy lately. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Now, you've got a couple of things going on, and we talked a little bit, just so our listeners know, we talk a little bit before we start recording, and we're like, hey, what are we going to cover? Um, so we're going to talk a little bit about how astrologers aren't immune to transits, but before we get to that, you're doing a podcast. I am. I am doing a podcast. Uh, we recorded our first episode today, actually. So this is actually my second podcast of the day. <laughs> well, look at you, you baller. So, um, cap moon. Um, yeah. Right. <laughs> So tell us a little bit about the podcast. When you say we, who's we? So I've been talking about starting a podcast. It's been on the agenda for some time now. And um, I have been just so busy. I've been so busy. Um, but one of the things that I'm interested in that doesn't really 
have anything to do with astrology or metaphysics is um, I, I have a slate of reality television shows that I really like. And um, it's really funny because I think as a person, I am, I'm a real, I'm, I'm quite serious, but I'm also really silly at the same time. And so I like the stuff that I'm interested in is really you know, it is trashy reality TV and it is, you know, the deepest secrets of the universe. <laughs> That's just who I am. Um, I yeah. And, you know, I, as I dive into astrology and like, there's so many things that you can use astrology for because astrology is everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, you know, I wanted to, I wanted to talk about my experience with astrology and give people good astrological information but I also want to have a place to have fun with astrology mm-hmm. so the podcast really came out of that and just kind of this desire to represent all sides of me and um so the first season is actually um was prompted by the schedule of one of my favorite reality shows which is Love Island UK um and lo and behold, two of the astrologers that I've studied with under you are also very interested in Love Island UK. And so we kind of have bonded over that. Mm -hmm. Um, And so uh, since we've known each other, um, so the last few seasons, we've had these private discussions of, you know, the astrology of the contestants. Mm -hmm. And, um, and so I kind of wanted to have a place to talk about that more in depth. And um, so Mackenzie and Jen, um, we're also very interested in this. And so I was like, you know what, I guess I'm going to start the podcast. And the first season is going to be um, weekly recaps of um, Love Island, because it's a reality show that airs like five days a week. So mm-hmm. um, it's a, you know, it's a pretty big commitment when the season happens and there's a lot to recap. So that that's what, that's what has got me going. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I just kind of, I, I handed it over to the universe and the universe was like, okay, it's time. And, and love Island's going to be the reason. <laughs> I think that's great. I love that. Right. I think that's perfect. And I love that you guys bonded over that. I remember seeing the little private, um, in our private mod chat, there was this new channel and it was love Island. And I'm like, what the hell is that? And you guys like, it's reality TV. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Lori's favorite. <laughs> Yeah, like you have at that. No, I, I, no judgment. You guys, you guys can watch it. I know your reasons. It's all good. Yeah, and it's, it's fun, fun because yeah. for me, it's like you know, it's a it's a very like low stress show, but it's yeah. it has a lot of excitement to it. And mm-hmm. um, you know, I'm a Scorpio. I kind of love that they put them all in a house and they're like little lab lab rats. To I, me. That, right? I know that's a little, sounds a little sinister. I, I love my lab rats though. Um, and you know, they, 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 you know, the producers are very good on the show. They do different things to kind mm. of, you know, make people kind of have to choose. And it's all, it's all very romantic and it's very, it's very heterosexual. <laughs> yeah, that's really, funny. it's really funny because a lot of queer people I know love, love Island. And we kind of understand it as this, bizarre heterosexual experience <laughs> so like there's layers an, so it's like an ant farm <laughs> yes kind of it is it kind of is and you know as an American I, I I there's this show is so successful that they have other versions elsewhere and I really only like the UK version it's it's the OG it's it's very charming and the cultural differences are mm-hmm. also part of the fun of watching for for me 
Mm-hmm. Um, and for a lot, I think a lot of Americans, it's just, they have, you know, different vernacular that they use mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. and, and there's a culture that the show has developed. That's really interesting too. So it really is, it's like a little experience. No, I love that. The anthropologist, yeah. the anthropologist in me sees the anthropologist in you. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> and I, and I love that you're using it for fun and, uh-huh. and making, you know, using it astrologically because yeah. astrology does, you can use astrology for anything. Absolutely. So this is fun. I love yeah. that. This. Yeah. And because obviously, you know, the contestants um, don't have, we don't have their birth times. So it's right. also a little bit of a fun game for us. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. kind of what we talk about on the podcast is we observe these people and we have birthdays for most of them. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, we can get kind of a, a general astrological picture that way. We don't obviously have the rising sign. And a lot of times we, the moon signs could be one of two options. So, right. um, mm-hmm. it's really fun to watch, um, you know, watch their emotional reactions and then try to mm-hmm. suss out what it is and, and right. just watch their charts play out. And, and, um, it's, it, we've made a game of it. I love that. Yeah. I love that making, you know, gamifying your learning and mm-hmm. your experience is so important I agree. because if it's always super serious, it can get really heavy. So yeah. I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, you know, I, I because I, I think because I am such a serious person on a lot of levels, like mm-hmm. I only recently realized because, you know, we've talked about before, I'm pretty new to metaphysics. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's a pretty recent, you know, in the last few years that mm-hmm. I really have kind of given, you know, been able to even kind of explore what it is. Um, yeah. So there's like this real, you know, serious and contemplative side of me. And I only recently realized that the silliness that has kind of always been present in my life is, is like energy work. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's, um, the, my urge to transmute energy through laughter, yeah. yes. um, is such a big part of who I am. And, and, um, I think because I am both and in a lot of people are both, I don't, I don't think that I'm yeah. like unique in that, but. Um, I've always kind of struggled with it because I think people are often surprised by the other, whatever they meet first, they're kind of surprised by the other part. Right. And I think speaking of culture in America, you're often only allowed kind of like one track in life. So Mm -hmm. um, yeah, if you're known as being serious, if you're silly, people are taken off balance. And if you're known for being silly, if you're serious, people are like, oh, I'm not going to take you seriously. Um, Yeah. Other parts of the world, you can kind of be both. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, And especially as a, as a woman. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Oh my God. You know, to have a sense of humor, it's like what, and to be smart. Holy shit. And pretty um, <laughs> and pretty. Yeah. No, don't, don't do that. Like just add it. You can pretty much in any conversation say, and as a woman. Yeah. It's just, <laughs> it's hard. And, and so actually astrology has really helped me, um, you know, honor all the parts of myself because I, I just, mm-hmm. I understand that, you know, um, I have a Gemini Mars. I don't want to do the same thing all the time. Right. And so I was a little bit daunted by, you know, starting a podcast because mm-hmm. I, I wanted it to be, you know, shaped and, and how mm-hmm. do I communicate who I am and what mm-hmm. I, um, what I like to talk about with astrology, you know, in a way that audiences will understand. Right. And I've kind of just, you know, actually through watching you and, and, um, you've really influenced me to, I, I am such a perfectionist and then that's really on deck for me right now. And it's like mm-hmm. extremely painful to confront. Um, it's a low bar, Casey. I know, I know, bar. I know. And you've taught me that. And I've, <laughs> the thing is, is that um, 
I like to have everything kind of ready and perfect when I start yep. to do something. And yep. um, that limits me in a lot of ways. Yes. It'll hold you back every yeah. single way. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so, ask you know, me, I, ask me yeah. how I know that though. Right. Recovering, recovering perfectionist. Time, yeah. So. And so in doing, in doing client work has also mm-hmm. really had a huge impact in, on me in that way, mm-hmm. because I have to, I, I can't sit across from people and honor their complexities and differences and mm-hmm. um, tell them that they don't need to be perfect if I'm not <laughs> living it myself. It's very hypocritical, right. <laughs> you know, like I, right. then I would just be full of shit. So, um, right. you know, I've, no. I've, you know, I'm kind of like, like I said, I, I did, I was kind of figuring out what the podcast was and then it was mm-hmm. like, well, Love Island's going to be on, I guess we should get going. Cause we've been talking about doing this mm-hmm. forever you know, so I've just kind of given over to like, I'm going to go where the energy feels right. I felt like perfect. This was strong, you know, this desire because we, we recorded this morning. We had so much fun. We would do it I anyway. It. We would right. do it anyway. We're just right. formalizing it and, and yeah. tightening it up so that people, you know, we're make we're I like to respect people's time. That's the other thing exactly. is I'm not trying to yeah. waste anybody's time with the content that mm-hmm. I'm making. I really am not mm-hmm. myself or anyone else. So Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm honoring myself and knowing that there are people out there that are interested in astrology and interested in love Island and, um, you know, well, and, and even and, just having fun with astrology. Oh yeah. Yeah. That too. Know, without it being fake, you Absolutely. know, real astrology. And I love the concept. I, I'm yeah. so excited for you guys. I love yeah. that. So what's the name of the podcast and when is it airing? So the podcast is called petty astrology. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so it'll be coming out uh, this Friday, which is June 16th. Um, and it'll be in, in early afternoon, I believe. So June 16th. I love that. Yeah. Love that. That's so, my son's birthday. Oh, there you go. There you it's go. It's a perfect day. Yeah. The moon will be conjunct Mercury that day in my 11th oh, house. Oh, so. I love that. That's a great day to build an audience. So we'll have that in the show notes because this, this comes out on Monday. So that gives people time to put it, like put an alarm in your phone, go listen to these guys. They're great. Yeah. I'll be listening. Yeah. And we chose to, I chose to, to put it out that day because, um, the show is premiering in the U S. Um, it was Saturday yesterday. Mm-hmm. So, um, it'll give people a chance to watch the first week in the U S and then they can go listen to the podcast and it'll, and it'll drop weekly and we'll, we'll cover each week. Um, and kind of, you know, the drama of the week. <laughs> it's a really powerful day. Cause the, I think the moon will be in the balsamic phase. Cause it's new the next day. Yeah. Look at you go. Witchy <laughs> woman. Witchy woman. <laughs> so speaking of all things metaphysical, you're still doing the, um, intermediate, um, evidentiary medium class with Carrie. Wilson. I am. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's been, um, an incredible experience. I, I can't, <laughs> I can't believe uh, I can't believe how far I've come in so in just a few months um, mm-hmm. with that. But um, yeah, I've, I, I really didn't know that I, that I could do this. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm looking forward to seeing how it develops because it's mm-hmm. just, um, I, I never saw myself as a medium and I didn't think that I, that was really something that I could do. Mm-hmm. Um and it turns out I can. <laughs> I love that. It's I really, that. yeah. And it's very, um, that's another thing that, you know, that has really kind of prompted me to really lean into the, to my intuition and, and less into the perfection. Right. Cause I feel like those mm-hmm. are, 
maybe not opposing, but they're in different directions, right? Like mm-hmm. they, 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 there's, if you're leaning into the perfection, I think you're probably not in your intuition. Nine times out of 10. Yeah. That's, and that's mm-hmm. what I've found. And so by having to kind of exercise that muscle, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I've had to give myself more grace because I've been, I've been doing readings for people, mediumship readings for people mm-hmm. to practice because that's really how you get better. And yeah. so to sit on a zoom call with a stranger mm-hmm. that I don't know anything about and mm-hmm. just kind of stare off and then suddenly be communicating with their dead relative. Mm-hmm. Um, it takes a lot of faith in yourself and in what you're tapping into. Right. Um, so that's been a really wild experience because mm-hmm. I'm used to giving readings. I, that part is mm-hmm. not, it's, you can't prepare for these in the mm-hmm. same way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't have pages of notes. I'm just right. <laughs> tuning mm-hmm. in and hoping for the best. And what's crazy is that every time that I've done it, it's happened. So that's the wild part. It's like, okay, well, so it's, it's given me, it's toughened me up a bit. (laughs) It's it's, good. Yeah. So it's, it's been very interesting. Well, again, the more modalities you study and integrate into your toolbox you know the more you have to bring in regardless of what you're doing you know we find we find um a moniker for ourselves you know we give ourselves a title but it doesn't Mm -hmm. mean we haven't done a million other things um because that makes you better at whatever you do yeah it's hard out here for us multi-hyphenates right (laughs) (laughs) well you just find a direction you know and um people figure it out when you start messaging, you know, when you start talking on a podcast or Mm -hmm. on TikTok or Instagram or wherever you're at. Yeah. Messaging in a message, you know, people will see, oh, they know other stuff too. And this is where they focused. It doesn't, it doesn't take away from anything. Yeah. Yeah. Being a polymath makes you a good astrologer. So. Yeah, absolutely. And that's part of what drew me to you is that I was like, this this lady knows a lot of stuff about a lot of stuff. Um, <laughs> yeah, old chicks know shit. That's actually <laughs> that's that's copywritten or trademarked. I'm like, damn, that's so good. Yeah, but yeah, but it's true. I love that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, my mentors encouraged me to study as many things, and in every discipline I studied, they'd be like, "Yeah, go study other stuff because." Yeah you can, you can intertwine it with other mm, things. So, absolutely. Yeah. So, um, so Friday, the 16th. Yes. Petty Astrology, the podcast with Casey Felton Louie. Yes. With her special guests, Mackenzie and Jennifer. Yes. I'm so excited. I'm, I'm very excited to, to share with everyone. That is super exciting. Make sure you drop your link in the Sunday link thread in the discord too. I will. I will do. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that at least boosted you. It's been like, we, we started out talking about it was a little bit crunchy. Yeah. Um, it's been crunchy. Yeah. Yeah. So you've been studying a lot of metaphysics and it hasn't necessarily made life not crunchy for you. 
No, <laughs> no, it has not. Um, it's, it's helped, I think very much. I will say that just in general, like where I'm at now, post astrology, post any spiritual practice whatsoever, I had none. I had literally none. Um, a few years ago, I do feel like the, the lows are not as low mm-hmm. and they tend to be, um, they don't last as long as they used to. Oh, that's good. Yeah. And I do feel that, um, you know, when you are very aware of transits and energy, um, and you have your timing mapped out, like we can do with astrology, like mm-hmm. it's, you know, there's lights at the end of the tunnel, many lights at the end of the tunnel. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, right. You just got to write it out sometimes. Yeah. And, and that's, that's why we call it surfing the cosmic tide because yeah. it doesn't mean that it isn't a rough surf. Yeah. You know, and sometimes it, it it can be daunting as an astrologer to see those transits coming and you're like, oh crap, here it comes. Yeah. <laughs> What's it going to be like? I I was not dreading Pluto and coming back to Capricorn, but I was kind of stealing myself for it. And it yeah. was like a little underwhelming last night. Right. <laughs> Nobody came in, like punched you in the face. (laughs) No, I'm like, well, I've been sick all week. So, you know, maybe that was just prepping me, but I honestly felt a little relief when it, and I think it's because it moved out of the square with Jupiter, um, which is how do you feel now? Cause that was all hitting your Mercury. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I felt like when it, when it was kind of approaching, it felt like a bubble popped is what it felt like mm-hmm. when it ingressed back into Capricorn. So nice. I feel like I, I've actually, I actually really enjoyed that taste of Pluto and Aquarius generally. Mm-hmm. Um, even though, you know, there, there was, you know, making some kind of crunchy aspects, but mm-hmm. um, it just, it feels like there was maybe some pressure lifted just from the Mm-hmm. I feel like the buildup to the ingress is kind of when it started to seem. Mm-hmm. It was a little a really bit more heavy week. It, yeah, yeah. As it was grinding back through to that mm-hmm. anoretic degree of zero, zero. That was, yeah. That energy was a lot. Yeah. That's what it felt like. And it, it was mm-hmm. just a lot. So it felt like a relief, even though it's still, um, you know, making mathematically, yeah. it's still making well, in my Venus, right. it's still oh, and your Venus, yeah, yeah. I got, I've got a bunch, <laughs> right. right? The next few years are gonna be interesting for me, so right, yeah. <laughs> I completely get it. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what, a lot of reasons it's these kinds of transits that bring people to astrology, you know, yeah. trying to find out why is their life suddenly going this way, or yeah, why is it that no matter what you do, you can't seem to get ahead or, you know, yeah. it isn't about talent. You know, you know, you're talented, you know, you have skills and you start yeah. questioning, like, am I delusional? Am I not as talented as I thought I was, or do I not have my shit together? Mm-hmm. And so you start looking for other reasons. Yeah. Um, and I, I had done a lot of therapy. I've, I've had mm-hmm. done, I've had therapists since I was like eight years old, mm-hmm. um, on and off. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I have done a lot of like work on myself and, mm-hmm. and, um, you know, always this effort to like move forward. Mm-hmm. And, um, it wasn't really until I found your work and astrology that mm-hmm. I kind of other things started kind of clicking into place. 
mm-hmm. for me because it was just like there was this hump I couldn't get over. Mm-hmm. It's a good um, compliment for all of those other tools. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I and it's not that those things I would never say that those things didn't work. They absolutely mm-hmm. have helped me get, yes. get to the point where I could even utilize something like astrology mm-hmm. effectively mm-hmm. and not you know, there's some people that come to astrology in more kind of fear-driven ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and it wasn't really like that for me. It was, it was just like, look at all these possibilities. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, that's still what it is. And it's, uh, it's just given me a tool that, to kind of understand the universe in a, in a better way than I have kind of always been searching for. I didn't know I was looking for it, but right. um, mm-hmm. it's been very helpful. Yeah, yeah. So again, we're not immune to transits, um, but we have the ability to kind of understand the different layers of potential energy too, you know, like Mm. what is it at its most unconscious? What is it at a really conscious level? And, And we're fortunate to be alive at a time where we're observing things no other astrologer observes. So like no other astrologer in history, other than those alive today, literally today, got to Mm -hmm. observe Pluto ingressing on the retrograde back into Capricorn. Right. Like we're the first. Yeah. And there won't be any others doing that for 258 years. Right. It does give you a real appreciation for time in just a a much deeper way. Yeah. So it's like, lucky us. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Those poor bastards living through Pluto and Taurus. (laughs) (laughs) It's glad it's not me. Um, Yeah. No, I don't know what's going to happen. But yeah. So um, how do you think um, this is, helped you like just put things into perspective well when you study astrology and you're really getting into it if you're looking back at your own I I mean starting with yourself is kind of where where it starts um and probably ends (laughs) for most of us Mm -hmm. um but you know looking over past transits and and things that were really challenging Mm Um, just knowing that those challenges did lead me to better things. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm always looking for opportunities, even in difficult times and difficult transits. Mm-hmm. Like what, what can I get out of this? If I have to go through this, what, what do I get out of it? <laughs> mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. How can you grow? Yeah. What do you gain? Yeah. What can I learn while I'm here mm-hmm. in the pits, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Exactly. Well, and sometimes it's learning to let go of the resistance to the situation. Oh yeah. And just just let go and kind of embrace it, you know. Mm -hmm. Um that's that's often a hallmark of like a Pluto transit is a letting go. Mm -hmm. And it can feel like death. It can. It can feel like you're gonna die. It could feel like everything you love is going away. Mm-hmm. um but it's not yeah well it's really it, yeah. not so you're letting go of the illusions right I mean real that I do feel I feel very intimately right now because um you know I'm letting go of a lot of the control that I've maintained 
mm. I've had to maintain even at times, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, that has protected me. And then it's like, I, mm-hmm. it's now it's inhibiting me in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's, mm-hmm. I feel, I do feel like Pluto is, um, majorly, <laughs> majorly coming for that. It's like, mm-hmm. we don't, we don't get to do that anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Cause a successful strategy in childhood, mm-hmm. when you have very little agency, right. Yeah. It's going to be different than what we need to do as adults. I hear you. I'm 54 next month and I am literally looking at a similar, not the same theme, but a very similar theme. Yeah about letting go of past ideas Mm -hmm. and beliefs and principles yeah (laughs) so yeah always growing well I'm really proud of you I got the most beautiful compliment about you from a client the other day oh really I did um they were like I had a reading with Casey and I just want you to know you it is obvious how much time you've put in and how wonderful they are each, you know, they, yeah, I was, I'm always just kind of overwhelmed with a big warm fuzzy when people compliment you guys. Cause yeah, I see the brilliance in you. Yeah. And I'm so proud of you. Thank you. Um, That's so nice. It is nice. Right. It's like, oh my gosh, it's, um, yeah. Uh, Jennifer and I were talking because she's um, TAing for me in the natal chart foundations. Yeah, and, she's killing it. Right. Well, she really wants to be a teacher. This is she yeah. wants. She kind of reminds me a little bit of me at that age where all I wanted to be was a professor in Tweed. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to live in the library and never leave and just read dusty books that if Lori could have had that Lori would have been so happy right (laughs) um my my life path had other plans um but still get to do it right yeah you do I just don't wear tweed it doesn't it doesn't match my vibe (laughs) we have to do rich velour right that's a a Zat reference from Futurama anyway (laughs) but um Anyway, she's she's nailing it there. And yeah. um you guys just anyway, we were talking about it. My thought will come back to me. Hang on. <laughs> <laughs> I have this damn cold. I it's know. You're um, doing great. You're doing an amazing job. Oh God. Hopefully I don't crap out. But um speaking of transits. But anyway. <laughs> Um, we were just talking about it and it's so good to see all of you going in the directions you want to go. And I will push that and foster that in all of you, um, where you want to go in your careers. Well, you know, supporting each other in that. Yeah. And it's amazing just, um, as we move forward as Pluto and Aquarius and thinking more about the ways that we need to support each other more, Mm -hmm. um, the experience that I've had with you and the other astrologers and our other moderator friends, um, just having a supportive base and community is like priceless. (laughs) Um, just the amount of encouragement that we give each other is really helpful and it's really like liberating. And so 
I, you know, I just hope that people all have the opportunity to kind of do that in some way, you know, in their life that they can, they can build that for build themselves. Cohorts. Yeah. Yeah. And you yeah. brought it back. What we were talking about Yeah, is the reason why you guys are so fluent and so connected is it's daily uh-huh. hours a day. Yeah. And you're That's, right. Yeah. Building the cohorts. It's everything. That's what gets us ready for the next 20 years. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and they're going to be different, you know, groups. And, mm-hmm. and I think that, um, when those kind of cohorts link up, it's incredible, even more powerful. We kind of multiply <laughs> that mm-hmm. power, but, um, <clears throat> just, it just having, you know, giving that to others and, and accepting it, um, is really powerful. Yeah. it's so important because you know as a predicting astrologer I'm trained to give everybody the best equipment I can to navigate some pretty interesting challenges and those are on the horizon we do make it through I believe we as humans Um, how we make it through is going to be interesting right (laughs) But I believe the more we can kind of use the next 18 months, especially to connect, to get over ourselves, all those people who are afraid to speak up, to like, just think of it in an online community and it doesn't have to be ours, right? Any, mm-hmm. like just the, the um, 80% of people lurk, right? That doesn't serve any more. Mm-hmm. You cannot be passive and make it through the next 20 years. You have to be active and engaged in some way, whether it's just saying hi to somebody, because if you're like, well, I'm shy, I have social anxiety. Well, you know, I don't know if you guys remember the the TV show, but there's the weakest link, Mm -hmm. because that's gonna go over the cliff. Yeah, and it's so hard, you know, people, I do think people in general, there's a lot of like alienation, um, but we have to kind of move past that feeling to create mm-hmm. connection. You can't, mm-hmm. you can't marry those limitations that you place no. on yourself just because they're used to it, just because it's always been that way. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a recipe for continuing things the way that they are, mm-hmm. you know, on a micro level and a macro level. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you know, you have to be a little bit vulnerable and there's a lot of ways you can do it and create it. That's not, that's not a one size fit all type of situation, but exactly. Um, it's so important. And, and, and what I, I think people don't necessarily realize or understand until they're maybe doing it is how healing it is mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and how much, like we talk about, you know, changing the world and, you know, making things better and, um, the glimpses that I've had of that in the like mutual aid work that I've done, or even just kind mm-hmm. of the groups and friendships that I've had, mm-hmm. what keeps me going, even when the work is more challenging is I'm getting glimpses at what the future could be. And it's just so much better than what we have to, to with people that are compassionate and caring Mm-hmm. Um, and supportive, and it doesn't mean you have to be best friends with any anyone. Hundred percent. But um, it really doesn't. You don't. You yeah. don't have to share everything that's ever happened to you. You don't have mm-hmm. to 
you know, cross your boundaries or anything like that, or lower your no. boundaries um, no. exactly. with the right people. Um, mm-hmm. But we have to kind of, we have to kind of create what we want to see in the world on a micro level. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And it grows. Mm-hmm. Just and two we, people, just yeah. two people. Yeah. And Don't I just, I just, energy. yeah. And I just see so much, you know, the, obviously in the, the world we live in, there's a lot of pain and hate and alienation and, mm-hmm. um, but don't you think there's such a magnifying lens on that to the exclusion yes. of the people actually doing the work to make things better so that there's yeah. such a focal lens mm-hmm. And, yes. and in my mind, it's such a distress, not that we should ignore it ever. You mm-hmm. know, there's never a reason to ignore hate yeah. and meanness and violence and cruelty. Absolutely yeah. not. But when we overemphasize it, yeah, it disables the yeah. people in the trenches who are out there handing out water bottles, yeah. uh, who are out there uh, making bathrooms available, who are forming networks to assist mm-hmm. people leave hostile environments. Yeah. Um, the people that are protesting Cop City, there's a lot of work yeah. being done. Yeah. Um, that's really powerful, really, really mm-hmm. powerful. And that's mm-hmm. not getting enough coverage. Right. Um, you know, we have people, mm-hmm. there are people, activists that are sitting in jail right now yeah. um, for protesting a, a deeply unpopular um, police facility that's being built in Atlanta that are sitting well, in it's jail. It's a militarized facility. Yeah. And it's, and it's, it's, and it's, it's unconscionable. Yeah. And it's, they're going to train police from all over there. It's, it's, uh, mm-hmm. it's a global. national, if not global issue. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And uh, yeah, um, and you're right. You're yeah. right. And we do that in our daily lives too, is the, the bad yeah. things can be so huge and the little things mm-hmm. can be easily forgotten. So, yeah. you know, that's, it's, yeah. it's all, I think it's all linked together because I think when you can imagine those possibilities for yourself, um, yeah. you can imagine th- those possibilities for other people. And yeah. um, that's part of building connections too. And that's the 11th house is um, when we build connections, we, um, um, we inspire people and God, I'm like tearing up. This is so corny. It's okay. No, you're making me tear up. So um, it's all right. That's the energy of it. It's yeah. Healing. It is. It is. And it's really easy to feel alone in the world. And I, I, I just, it makes me sad because I, I've been that person um, before. Mm -hmm. And, and, um, I think when you experience it, when you experience the, the inspiration that, you know, having people around you, um, it, it'll, you know, it allows you to go further and, and make more for yourself and make more for those people. Um, we do, we live in such a individualistic culture. I was thinking about this today because, um, you know, I've been, I've been having the, the last couple of weeks have been a little bit, a lot of bit challenging for me. And I was thinking about like, I have shame that I'm unpacking around like, oh, it's really hard for me to like cook for myself every day or like feed myself every day, you know? Um, and I have embarrassment around that because it just, sometimes it feels like it's so much easier for other people. And, you know, here I am this grown adult. I'm like, oh my God, it's so exhausting. And my real desire is that I love living by myself and, and, um, I love having my own private space, but I, 
I feel like I would be so much happier if like I could communally share food with people and like, yeah. you know, we could take shifts and, you yeah. know, maybe if I live, I had, um, you know, lived in a community where I like, you know, had neighbors that I was friendly with, we could mm-hmm. like cook together one night mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um, then another person could cook, you know, like there's other ways that we can organize our lives our daily lives. Sp- yeah. Intentional yeah. living spaces, intentional communities. Absolutely. Yeah. And there's so many different ways that that can look, but the way that we kind of outsource everything and put it on one individual is like, for yeah. me, it's really doesn't work very well. No, me either. No. It doesn't work very well. And, mm-hmm. and then it makes me feel like, oh, you know, and then I'm, that's what I'm working on. It's like, it's, it mm-hmm. isn't, it isn't my fault because honestly, there are better ways to do this. I shouldn't really have to like cook for myself three times a day to stay alive. <laughs> I think right. there are better ways that we could organize that. Um, oh, absolutely. And in a yeah. lot of places in the world, you know, yeah. it is communal. Yeah. You know, and it's fun to cook with other people. And I'll yeah. let you know, I, you know, me and Malcolm, I don't really cook for myself that much. Yeah. Um, because it's so much easier to cook for, I like to cook for a big group. I like to cook mm-hmm. with other people. But I'm not going to, you know, I'm a good cook. Oh yeah. But, and I'll eat all the damn leftovers and then I get fluffy and it's not good. (laughs) And it does get kind of pointless after what you do feel pointless in it because we are collective creatures. Mm -hmm. And so there's lots of ways to build those things. And I think learning like that shame that was instilled on us, Mm -hmm. like you must be independent. You Mm -hmm. must be of this rock. And, you know, if you can't make it on your own, there's something wrong with you. Well, Mm -hmm. that was a marketing job to keep people disenfranchised. Yeah. Because corporations are the exact opposite. Corporations are the 11th house because they are a giant collective that just Mm -hmm. is exploitative. It's kind of the underbelly of the 11th house. Mm -hmm. The underbelly. (laughs) I'm Batman. That's the nice <laughs> thing about having a cold. <laughs> I'm Batman. <laughs> we know you've always been Batman, Laurie. Right? You you don't have us fooled. <laughs> My son would disagree. He'd be like, no, I'm Batman. Um, we used to have those arguments in Batman voice when the I Gemini that. energy starts going. Yeah, but you can't it stop is. it. Right, you can't. <laughs> it's like must do it. Uh-huh. But um, the eleventh house that that it can be coercive because remember Saturn rules the eleventh house as much yeah. as Uranus does, and it yeah. can be coercive and forced. And what we're looking for is this fluid interconnectivity. And I think we get a lot closer to that in twenty years. Yeah. And again, it's just we have to build those tracks, and that's what we're trying to do at the awake space and mm-hmm. in modeling it and I think you're a beautiful example of that we're 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 all learning along the way and I hope our listeners value that what we're trying to show that we don't have it all together each one of us not Mm -hmm. me not you not Mackenzie not Jennifer not Rita not one of us has everything all together we are not paragons of perfection or virtue or metaphysical um, prowess. We're all Mm -hmm. very gifted, talented, accurate, disciplined people who are people. Mm -hmm. And that is not shown in the metaphysical world very much. Yeah. 
And it's alienating. Yes. And it disempowers people and it's egregious Mm -hmm. that you should think you had to be this virtuous, uh, pure, radiant, never human, never, never having digestive issues or never having um, an immune system that operates, you know, the amount of judgment that goes on. Yeah. Um, And it's, it exploits people. And what we're hoping is to show some real integrated spirituality where, yeah, you get to be human Mm -hmm. and there's a lot more available to you. Oh Uh, yeah. It's freeing. It's freeing. Right. You make it easier on me, Casey. I tell you, having you guys, each one of you adds a gift into my life. And it is an honor and a pleasure to have you here. Thank you so much for having me. It's always, always a good time. Right. So guys, you can listen to Casey's podcast, uh, Petty Astrology. I know after all those deep thoughts, but that kind of proves the point. (laughs) Exactly. This is me. (laughs) (laughs) And it's awesome. I love it. We need that. We life is not a narrow lens. What life is a wide angle. Yeah. And so um, you guys could check out Petty Astrology on Friday, June 16th, my son's birthday. So it's an amazing day. Um, (laughs) You can catch the link in the show notes. And as always, it's just such an honor and a pleasure to have you here. I look forward to the next time. Thank you. time for some astrology Q&A on episode 26 of the Awake Space Astrology Podcast. This is where I take questions submitted from patrons. So if you want to submit a question, join the Patreon. You can fill out the Google form. So let's see. I'm going to go here. Let's see. So I believe it's Savi or Sovi has asked, can a stellium only be in a sign or can it be in a house, even if that house is in more than one sign? Um, That would mean the house has more than one sign. Okay, so houses aren't in signs. Signs are in houses. Uh, And what can a stellium help tell you about a natal chart? So that's like three questions, and those are all good questions. So first of all, to be a stellium the way I was taught, okay, is it there needs to be three personal planets. So that's either the sun, moon, Mercury, Venus, or Mars. Three of those need to be part of the stellium. A lot of you have Neptune and Uranus conjunct in Capricorn. And you always want to be like, if it's conjunct your sun or your Mars or whatever, you're like, it's a stellium. It's it's technically not, okay? Um, technically, the way I was taught back in the day, was you had to have three personal planets and then any other planet conjunct. And that means within a zero to eight degree orb, okay, of conjunction. So if you have, let's say, a planet at zero degrees and another planet at 15 degrees and another planet at 28 degrees, that is not a stellium. They have to be within zero to eight degrees of each other. So it's very tight groups of three or more planets. And that's three personal planets. 
and then you can add in the rest but the, it has to have those personal planets involved um houses can can contain more than one sign signs don't contain houses houses contain houses are the container what can it what can a stellium help tell you about a natal chart well first first of all i think a lot of times people think a stellium is a big deal <laughs> and stelliums are not that uncommon okay there are times where the planets are all grouped up together and there are times when they are not and the things are more spread out there when there's a concentration of energy in a sign it will show there's a lot of that um energy expressed in that person's personality but you have to remember you have all 12 signs in your chart all 12 signs what i've found interestingly enough when somebody has a true stellium a true stellium like a real stellium not just the conga line of planets and they're kind of loosely near each other um sometimes they will take on um they will express the energy almost like the opposite sign like i i this was um i, I a couple of years ago well closer to eight years ago um time goes by when you're having fun um i had a bunch of clients come to me with stelliums and they were business clients who wanted astrology readings and one person i could have sworn was aries through and through just from our interactions and i was really startled to take a look at their natal chart and by golly it was a very um strong stellium of libra and yet the way it was concentrated um kind of had them acting differently than than what you'd expect out of the libra energy uh, much more direct not very diplomatic very um impulsive in in certain ways and it was really interesting to notice and then i had another person who i could have sworn was aquarius they had a leo stellium um another person i could have sworn was you know something else was opposite of that and so i had like six clients in a row that had these like really big stelliums um that were true stelliums okay not just oh i have my sun conjunct two outer planets that are close to each other so um not saying that outer planets don't count it's just you have to have those inner planets conjunct first and then you add in the rest so that's what a stellium is so again houses contain signs not the other way around that was a really good question slavi i hope i answered that for you let me know in the discord okay next question see i was prepared this week you guys didn't have to deal with me searching for the questions the next one is from kiki miss lori you've mentioned you're always learning what's the coolest thing you've learned in the later part of your astrology career about astrology oh wow kiki i love this question because i am always learning and as an astrologer i am always learning um i've had i i have new awarenesses every time i read a chart um there's just a new way to phrase something maybe because uh, everybody takes in information differently right so when i'm communicating to someone finding the right words or the right language 
And I think the coolest aha I've had has been in the last year for my own self, astrologically. And I was, I was in a Patreon ambassador meeting and we were talking about, you know, what happens when you don't feel well and your patrons, you're trying to give them their benefits. And the person who had the big question um, has a chronic pain group that they they so they offer information to in their patron because they have a chronic pain condition and out of my mouth came you know hey it, when we run a patreon it's not a membership service per se it's it's people are pledging support we're being supported to do what we love and what we love happens to help people but it's not the same kind of exchange as like, oh, hey, I'm paying for this membership. Give me my stuff. It's more like people are supporting us in our work in the world. And that just hit me like a ton of bricks because, again, it just came out of my mouth. It wasn't like I was really thinking about it all that much. And um, it made me go, oh, wait, that's so eighth house. Like, we always talk about the eighth house in terms of inheritance or investments, you know, like interest bearing accounts and real estate property, but we don't talk about being patronized. Okay. So having people who are patrons and supporting our work and it, it, you know, as much as we need to do the self-love in the second house, understanding our value, understanding our work, that's the foundation of everything. That eighth house is where we find support and acceptance from others and it's not something that's always something we can bank on or guarantee um it's kind of unknown right um it's not something we work for inherently um but it is given and so that was one of my big ahas in the last year um so yeah i i learned more and more the more I teach the more I learn there's different ways to explore and explain the meanings of the planets the signs and the houses I don't think you have to get into the obscure rare calculations and you know the the funkier side of astrology I think if you're constantly talking about astrology you learn more about it it's always practice and experience but yeah that eighth house insight was really big it kind of changed how I see things um and it just made me review things differently so that that's what I learned that was a cool question I was uh, that's the biggest answer I have to date um but I'm always learning because I'm a human being and I'm always growing right I'm always observing and I watch the astrology for myself I don't I think you can ever know it all I don't know a professional astrologer alive who says they know it all i think we're always trying to expand our knowledge base and expand our understanding and expand our ability to communicate astrology in practical ways to other people but thank you kiki that was a lovely question and this is a little longer episode because casey and i had such a great conversation in astro chat so i'm gonna take one more look um Jessica asks, is it possible for an astrologer to use someone's transit chart to find a missing person? I've been watching a lot of SVUs lately, so it's been on your mind. 
<laughs> oh, I love that. Uh, no, you really can't. The transit chart, probably not. You might need to run a horary chart. There's, there's, you, you might, but unlikely um, to use a transit chart. You could more likely see that an event happen to them if you are very good at running transits and understanding mundane astrology you might be able to I, I, I you might be able to look at their transits but um, we don't really look at somebody's transit chart we run transits against their natal chart first of all and secondly it would probably be a horary question that, and you'd have to be good at horary astrology to answer that that was a great question. I love that. Da, da, da. Uh, but you'd have to have a lot of practice to be good at it. Uh, Jen asks, how have you seen astrology evolve throughout your career? Wow. Um, <laughs> I've seen it go in waves of popularity and I think I think I think we went backwards a little bit with the popular use of what people call Hellenist astrology. Um, not the academic study of it. I think the academic study of it is fascinating. And I think there's always some wisdom to be gained. Um, I, I, I think people often assume things are gospel because people repeat the same thing over and over without actually doing research or looking things up. Um, I think what has evolved more is our understanding of how the human mind works and how physics works and how quantum physics works. And I think we understand the world differently and I think astrology um, reflects that, you know, how we work with astrology reflects that. But I think that we still have a lot of superstition out there. And that's kind of why I came out publicly instead of doing my astrology privately and quietly referral only like I used to. So but that was another good question. Thank you for asking. I'll think about that a little bit more. Maybe I'll answer it again. Thank you. All right, that's what we've got time for today, everyone. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Awake Space Astrology Podcast. And um, can you believe we are almost at the midpoint of the year? The summer solstice approaches. Again, if you're a patron, I hope you join me for the summer solstice party. All patrons are invited and we're going to make our intention cards. Don't be shy. Show up. And I'll get that information out to you this week on what time on the 20th that we meet. No, that is not the day of the solstice, but we're going to meet the day before. So, so that we could do our own summer solstice rituals at home. All right, guys, thank you so much for joining. I'm Lori Rivers, and I look forward to speaking to you again next week. <laughs>